336 Daily, Baltimore Sports Talk, every morning. Hey, good morning, Birdland. Obviously, I'm trying something new with this uh, intro and trying to throw some music in. This one might be a little little uh, too high energy for the morning. We'll see, but who knows? It's a good way to start a Monday, especially after the weekend like we had. Good morning. It is July 22nd, Monday morning. The Orioles just had a weird weekend at home against the Boston Red Sox, where it was they took two out of three. They won the series, uh, and it would be it was Friday was really fun. Sunday was really fun. Uh, Saturday had its moments, and then it just got ugly. So that's what we're going to talk about today, because tonight the Orioles continue, but the Orioles head to uh, Arizona, which will be fun to go and see Adam Jones. And be able to see him. Uh, games start at 9.40. Which means they're doing 6.40 games. I believe that means in Arizona. Because I believe it's a three hour time difference. Which I think is good. I like the earlier starts to games. I'm all for that. Especially if you're on the west coast. Um, so we'll have to see how they go. Boston meanwhile we took two out of three. And now the Red Sox are saying. Well maybe we're not buyers. Maybe we need to just sell all this off. Before the deadline. Even though they just sold, bought. Kashner and Kashner has been a big disappointment to him so far but let's back up let's start with Friday night because that's the first night that all those fans came down from Severna Park and drove up to Camden Yards to help us uh, pack the stadium with local Red Sox fans and it was a it was a one of those games where we are not supposed to win it's David Price who hurt who is a very good pitcher and the Orioles have struggled in the past with, uh, not when he was with Detroit, but when he's with Boston, we've struggled with him. Against John Means, who we all saw that John Means struggled his first game out after the All-Star game. But hey, here's a chance for him to, to show uh, that he's got it, show that he is still All-Star caliber. And he, and he pitched great. He gave up a two-run home run in the bottom of the second or the top of the second and that was a little concerning uh it allowed boston to look like they were going to come back at that point it was three two and then he settled down and just uh shut people down he only gave up four hits the entire game and one of them being that home run which got two runs so uh he went six innings then uh blotter came in Pitched one inning, two hits, no runs. Then Jacobonis comes in for an inning, and Castro comes in for an inning, and they all shut down the Red Sox, which is great when every time one of these guys, basically every time someone goes to the mound, every time someone goes to the plate, we want them to do well as Orioles because we want that recency effect to help them in the trade value. And the Orioles did a great job at the plate. Again, Santander is tearing up the ball. As he got a home run. Uh, then Broxton got a home run. Which is interesting because Broxton then got cut on Sunday or Saturday night. Uh, because we don't need him. Santander is outplaying him. So clearly we're going to go with there. And even uh, we even had uh, Wilkerson in the game and pitching and playing well. I and mean, we just had a good game at the plate. Mancini... Uh, got another hit, which is great. We saw him struggle for a while, but then he got that he had that two home run game on 
Wednesday, and then he gets a hit on Friday to continue that. And then, then we go into Saturday, all high after the win on, uh, on Friday. And unfortunately, things didn't end up going the Orioles' way. The Orioles fell behind quickly for nothing with Eshelman. Eshelman was the starting pitcher this game. He went three and like point two, so he got two outs. And then Yakabonis came in for one. Uh, Tanner Scott, and then I'll give you a little clue on how the game went. Stevie Wilkerson pitched two innings. Yeah, it means a position player pitched two innings, and he didn't. He only gave up one run, and that was a home run. But let's just say when he pitches two innings, you know the score is going to be bad. And it's unfortunate because Boston did jump out to a 4 nothing lead. And then they got, and then in the third, they tacked on another one, and it was 5 nothing, And it looked like it was over. But then in the third inning, the Orioles decided to play. And Nunez hit a home run, which is important because he's another one of those guys that might be a trade candidate. He's a guy who's hitting the ball pretty well. And I think he's up to 22 home runs right now. So he's definitely someone that uh, other teams are going to be keeping an eye on. And the other interesting thing from this weekend is Davis. And Davis played well on Saturday. He got two hits on Saturday, which bumped his batting average up. And uh, I guess I left out, was it Friday that, uh, or was it Saturday, that Ricky Martin, either Friday or Saturday, Ricky Martin got an inside the park, technically a triple but I guess that was Friday. But uh, it, it scored on an error, so it's uh, inside the park it's in my book. Anyway, the Orioles ended up losing Saturday after they came back to make it 5-5 in the third. Then the top of the fourth came, and the Orioles gave up not one, not two, not three, not four, but eight runs. In the fifth, they gave up another three, and then in the ninth, they gave up another one. So the final score on Saturday night was 17-6. to six. Which is crazy because you would think the Orioles score six runs. We're in okay shape. But 17 runs is out of control. But don't worry. We cleared it all up on Sunday when uh, Wojciechowski, Asher Wojciechowski pitched. And he went 7.1 innings. And he only gave up one hit. In fact, he went six innings. I think it was in sixth inning where he gave up his first hit. So he went five innings, no hit. And that's the exciting part. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. After that, Fry came in and pitched well. Givens came in and pitched well. Again, trade candidate Givens is great. Uh, Davis got another hit. He's now up to 192, which sounds like nothing. But come on, we all know the type of season Davis has had. And if he's on the upswing, that's good. Mancini got two more home runs today. Villar played well, which is great. Again, another trade candidate, Villar. Trade candidate, Mancini. Uh, Santander did not do well today, but that's okay. We're not, he's not going anywhere. Nunez did not play great today. He got a walk, but again, he's a trade candidate. Uh, and then Sivriano didn't play well either, so he's probably not the trade candidate that we would like him to be. But again, Mancini Villar played well, so that's good. And Miguel Givens pitched well, so that's even better because those are guys we need to trade. The other thing that made Sunday special is that Andrew Kashner pitched, and the Orioles just blew him up. Red Sox are so regretting that trade, and Red Sox fans are so upset about it. So that's fun. 
all those fans in Savannah Park can drive home today on Sunday complaining about Andrew Kashner and the trade. And hopefully in five, six years, it will look like a total fleecing when these 17-year-olds are old enough and come up. I hope so. That's my hope is that this is just an amazing trade. Let's take a break here and then come back and I got a little thought experiment I've been working with. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app. If you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. All right, guys. So today I was walking along the beach because, you know, I'm down here in Florida without my family yet. And I'm, I was in a crappy hotel. I'm now in a uh, friend's condo in Daytona staying for a week or so until I find a permanent home down here and can bring the family down. Anyway, I was walking along the beach and I'm having issues with my old, uh, my old employer. And I got a letter where basically he's trying to blame me on, on problems that he's having now. And it got me thinking about the Orioles. And I wonder how many times Peter Angelos is sitting there and trying to blame Dan Duquette on the fact that the Orioles are losing now. On the fact that this team sucks, how many times is, is he and how many times are other Oriole fans? You won't catch me doing this, but I, based on Facebook and all, how many times are people blaming Dan Duquette on this and forgetting about the fact that he got us all these winning seasons, that he, him and Buck brought playoff baseball back to Baltimore, and that, there, that there's ups and downs to baseball seasons, and that all this rebuild stuff and stuff that looks down now is actually a positive for for this uh, organization, and it means that we're gonna we're gonna go up, but you gotta have the downs to go up. There's a transitional period, and we're in that transitional period now. But I just wonder how many times does Peter Angelos curse Dan Duquette? You think he just sits there and says, "Dan, if you would have just arranged this team better, if you would have handled the farm system better, if you would have built the farm system better, not only would we have had those winning seasons, we would still be winning now without you." It doesn't matter that I didn't do anything to prepare the organization. It doesn't matter that I didn't want to spend money in international signings. It doesn't matter any of this. All that matters is, Dan Duquette, I paid you, and now uh, you left, and I don't know how to do things without you. I brought in a whole new crew, and we now have to go through a complete rebuild because, Dan Duquette, you messed this up. Now, maybe I'm making it a little personal (laughs) based on my own experience, but come on. Just like the Orioles are going through a transition, I'm going through a transition. Just like I said on Friday about the Orioles moving, they're not moving. Facebook, you got to calm down. This weekend was good on Friday and Sunday because the Orioles were winning. But Saturday, the Orioles looked ugly. And Facebook, you got to calm down. It's, it's a transitional period. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have embarrassing games. We've already had a bunch. It doesn't mean Dan Duquette didn't know what he was doing. It doesn't mean Mike Elias doesn't know what he's doing. It doesn't mean that Peter Angelos needs to sell the team. It doesn't mean Major League Baseball wants the Orioles to lose. Well, actually, eh, maybe it does. Major League Baseball does want the Orioles to lose. Maybe. At least they want the Nats to survive and thrive. 
and not really concerned about the Orioles. But really, I'm just saying, Facebook, calm down. Relax. It's a transitional period. We'll all go through this together. And it'll be okay. 336 Daily. Baltimore Sports Talk. Every morning. 